0: The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network, Buzz Burbank, news in comment. Friday, November 11th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news on an expanded commercial-free edition made possible when you shop for the holidays through my Amazon links at buzzburbank.com. First, happy Veterans Day, and thank you to my father and all who've served in the U.S. military and to their families for the sacrifices they've made on our behalf. The peaceful transfer of power began peacefully yesterday at the White House. The streets in cities across the country were much less peaceful. For a second night, anti-Trump protesters popped up in red states as well as blue, Things got out of hand in Portland, Oregon, where police officially labeled the turnout there unlawful and a riot. Protesters were throwing things at cops and vandalizing cars and businesses. Damage is extensive. Police responded with pepper gas and over two dozen arrests. Most protesters reject the violence, saying they're about love, not hate. There were protests as well, though, in Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Denver, Minneapolis, Baltimore, Dallas, Oakland, and elsewhere. Donald Trump tweeted in the night that the protests are unfair after, quote, a very open and successful election. He wrote that the protests have been carried out by professional protesters incited by the media. Later, he tweeted he loves the fact that a small group is so passionate about their country and that we will all come together. Also across the country, a rash of threats to blacks, Hispanics and Muslims. Women wearing the Muslim headscarf were attacked on college campuses in San Diego and Lafayette, Louisiana. A public middle school lunchroom in Michigan erupted into chants of build that wall. And in the very red Florida county of Pasco, a teacher warned three African-American students that Trump would send them back to Africa. Meanwhile, back in Washington, Trump, who'd long argued President Obama wasn't even a citizen, was warmly welcomed into the White House by the target of that lie. The two of them were meeting face-to-face for the very first time. Trump says he expected to get 10 or 15 minutes of the president's time, but instead got nearly 90. And Trump says it could have gone a lot longer. He says the meeting had its difficult moments, but that it was also, in Trump's words, wonderful. I have great respect, he said, adding, I very much look forward to dealing with the president in the future, including counsel. He says Mr. Obama explained some of the job's toughest parts and its greatest perks, and said Trump, some of the really great things that have been achieved. Trump called the meeting an honor and told the current president, I look forward to being with you many, many more times in the future. First Lady Michelle Obama was equally warm, we are told, to Melania Trump. A UPI photographer there to record history in the making describes the room as cordial and upbeat. The Republican Congress is ecstatic about the item at the top of Trump's list of promises for his first hundred days, repealing the Affordable Care Act that made insurance accessible for 20 million people, eliminated pre-existing conditions, and kept children on their parents' family plan until they turned 26. Trump plans to replace it with health savings accounts, allowing insurance companies to sell across state lines and to let the states run their own Medicare programs. Caring for children and the elderly would become tax deductible. In what he calls his signed contract with the American voter, Trump has promised to roll back many of President Obama's policies and executive orders, including those on immigration. Trump presented this pledge a month ago on the campaign trail. Now that he's elected, they deserve a second look. Much of what he's promised, he's pledged to deliver on his very first day in office. Republican leaders in Congress have already said they'll reject Trump's proposal for a constitutional amendment to impose term limits on all members of Congress. He also plans a hiring freeze on all federal jobs, excepting the military and jobs for the public health and safety, and to not replace those who quit, retire, become disabled, or die. He also wants to ban White House officials for life from lobbying on behalf of a foreign government, and he wants a complete ban on foreign lobbyists raising money for American elections. That one the Republican Congress may not like. This one it will. Trump says he'll allow new government regulations only if two existing ones are removed for everyone added. And that's just on day one in the Oval Office, and just on the subject of government corruption. On that same day, Trump says he'll do several things to protect American workers. First, pulling the US out of the NAFTA and TPP trade agreements. Republicans in Congress have already agreed to that. He says he'll open up jobs by taking the limits off oil production in this country, as well as the production of coal and open the Keystone oil pipeline. Trump also says he'll cut off the billions of dollars the US has promised to pay the United Nations for the battle against climate change and use the money instead to improve our aging water pipelines. The Republican Congress will like that too, while environmentalists and scientists go into convulsions. On that very first day as well, Trump promises to begin choosing a replacement for the late Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia. The soon to be president says he'll immediately cut off all federal funding to cities that have declared themselves sanctuary cities for undocumented immigrants. Trump says he will immediately begin removing more than two million illegal immigrants from the country. If their home country refuses to take them back, Trump says he'll cancel all U.S. visas to that country. And Trump says everyone coming into our country from terror hotspots around the world will be subject to what he calls extreme vetting, apparently to beef up a process that already takes two years. All of that on day one. In the 99 days to follow, simplifying the tax code and giving tax breaks to the middle class. On this, Congress will give Trump some, but not all, of what he's asking. Trump would slap new taxes on companies that lay off American workers to relocate in another country. He wants to provide tax breaks to investors who put their money into fixing our country's crumbling infrastructure. The first 100 days would reportedly bring Trump proposals to end Common Core and spend federal education money to let parents send their kids even to private and religious schools or homeschooling. He wants to expand vocational technical education and make colleges and junior colleges more affordable. No word yet on how. Trump plans to push the FDA to approve the 4,000 drugs being tested, especially possibly life-saving drugs. On national security, Trump wants more money for the military, removing the cap on Pentagon spending, better medical care for our veterans through the VA, and building that wall, ultimately to be paid for by Mexico, he says. What Trump isn't bringing to Washington is the change he promised his own supporters. As outlined here yesterday, he's stalking his administration with people from the very swamp he promised to drain, surrounding himself with the same political figures who've dominated the Republican Party for decades. His transition team is already filled with longtime Washington lobbyists, despite his five-point plan for ethics reform. He's leaving the details of his policy to former personnel of the Reagan and Bush administrations, from Ed Meese to a former advisor to Dick Cheney. Investors apparently like what they're hearing from the incoming Trump administration. Stocks hit a new record high yesterday, the Dow closing up 218 points to over 18.8. The S&P was up four, but tech stocks suffered, NASDAQ closing down at 42 points. Spanning four years with over three and a half million downloads, this is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. Although I do hope you'll shop Amazon through BuzzBurbank.com over the holidays, this report is otherwise commercial free today. I do want to take this opportunity to tell you that after a long and bitter presidential campaign, and for personal reasons, I'm going to start taking some time off starting today. I enjoy this work tremendously, but it is incredibly demanding, more than many of you even realize. And I cannot tell you how much it means to me that so many of you count on these reports, and I am forever grateful. I'll spend these next two weeks carefully considering where we can go together from here, and I wish you a warm and wonderful Thanksgiving. Donald Trump may be in for a lecture or two from other world leaders. A crucial U.S. ally, German Chancellor Angela Merkel has already laid down the law that she's willing to cooperate with a President Trump if he respects, quote, the dignity of human beings independent of their origin, skin color, religion, gender, sexual orientation, or political position. These, said Merkel, are among the values shared by both Germany and the U.S. Trump is already on the wrong side of Germany, a country vital to NATO and worried about Trump's praise of Vladimir Putin. By the way, pulling the U.S. out of NATO is not a threat Trump will be able to carry out, since even his mostly agreeable Republican Congress is against that. Trump is making friends in Asia. The stock markets in South Korea and Tokyo have bounced back after initial and reasonable concern about a President Trump. In a phone call to South Korean President Park Geun-hye, he says he stands 100% with South Korea against North Korea's nuclear provocations. Japan and South Korea were concerned when Trump criticized them for not paying the U.S. for its help in defending those countries when, in fact, Japan and South Korea do pay their fair share. Trump's position since then seems to have softened. North Korea, meanwhile, is telling Trump to make the U.S. give up its efforts to keep it from becoming a nuclear power. Trump had in the campaign offered some praise to North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. In Russia, they are celebrating the election of Donald Trump, and it's turned around public opinion polls there, the country's negative opinion of the U.S. turning positive. Quoting one man, this is a great day for American democracy. We have to respect American democracy. Quoting another, today, I want to ride around Moscow with an American flag in the window, if I can find one. And the murderous madman running the Philippines is a big Trump supporter, and his view of the U.S. has turned from extremely negative to very positive. Speaking of Trump, Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte says, we're the same. We both like to swear. The Trump camp finds itself once again denying claims it was in touch with the Russians throughout the campaign. Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Ryabkov says Russian government workers had meetings with the Trump campaign. Ryabkov said to a government reporter, quote, there were contacts with the Trump campaign, but he says there was sporadic contact with the Clinton campaign as well. As for names, Ryabkov will only say, quote, Obviously, we know most of the people from his entourage. Those people have always been in the limelight and have occupied high-ranking positions. The FBI had quietly investigated over the summer the possibility of ties between Trump and Moscow. U.S. government intelligence still believes it was Russia hacking emails that would dog Hillary Clinton, which Russia denies. Former Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort had ties to politicians in Ukraine when it was under Russian rule. It's not looking good for Mr. Trump in the fraud trial against his so-called Trump University. Trump's lawyers had asked that things he'd said in the campaign be kept out of the courtroom. Federal Judge Gonzalo Curiel was the target of some of those comments, and he's ruled that Trump's campaign talk can be included in the trial. As the date draws closer, when Trump is called to the witness stand, the judge appears to be siding with those who say they were cheated by the for-profit school, that its seminars were an expensive hoax with courses that were virtually useless. Judge Curiel has ruled that the plaintiffs can bring evidence of Trump's university F rating from the Better Business Bureau, another bit of evidence Trump's lawyers wanted kept from the jury. And over the objections of Trump's lawyers, the judge has ruled the plaintiffs may testify about their current financial conditions many of them left penniless after the school took their money and left them unqualified to get rich like Donald Trump or even pay their own bills. The judge also ruled that Trump's attorney may call former students who say their lives were improved by what they learned at Trump University. Thanks to the election of Donald Trump, there's been a rush on Obamacare. Knowing it won't be around much longer, 100,000 people signed up the day after the election, the most to ever sign up in a single day and more are expected to follow. Under the Affordable Care Act, the more people who sign up, the lower the premiums. Also thanks to the election of Donald Trump, there's been a rush on IUDs in this country. The birth control device is selling like crazy, especially since the website The Daily Beast advised readers to get one now before it's too late. The website warned women insurance will no longer cover that device once President Trump ends Obamacare and abortion rights. The Trump administration and a Republican Congress will likely succeed at cutting money for Planned Parenthood, which made IUDs available to millions of women. On Google, searches are trending for get an IUD now and IUD Trump. Like Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen wasn't a very good singer. But like Dylan, Cohen says he knew he couldn't make any money as a poet. The pinnacle of Cohen's life work was the beloved anthem, Hallelujah. It took him five years to write it, and the song languished for 15 years before it became a hit, sung by Cohen and 300 others, including Willie Nelson. I'm not a very good singer either, which makes the song perfect for the time I spend with my ukulele. Leonard Cohen has died at the age of 82. Here's today's brain teaser. How can a newborn twin that came into the world a half hour after his brother be a half hour older Than the brother who was delivered first. Hit your pause button if you'd like to try to figure it out. So long as you come back, take all the time you need. The answer, my friends, is that one of the boys was born just before 2 a.m. on Sunday, November 6th. Then the clocks were set back to 1 a.m. So the brother who arrived second was born at 1.39 a.m. thanks to the arrival between them of the return to standard time. A nurse there who's been birthing babies for 40 years says she's never seen that happen before. The board game Clue and the dice game Uno are among the 12 finalists for this year's National Toy Hall of Fame. Rock'em Sock'em Robots, Nerf Balls, Coloring Books, and The Swing are also on that list. The game Dungeons and Dragons is a finalist, so is Fisher Price's Little People along with Transformers and the Care Bears stuff. This year's winners will go on display at the National Museum of Play in Rochester, New York. To get nominated, a toy has to have been around for multiple generations, and it has to promote learning or creativity in play. Also popping up among the nominees this year for the Toy Hall of Fame, bubble wrap. And finally, there really is no honor among thieves. In Deal, New Jersey, two men took a cab to a house and asked the driver to wait. They went inside, picked up a TV and a few bottles of booze, and returned to the cabbie, who then delivered them back to Asbury Park. After they got out of the cab, taking the TV and liquor bottles with them, they walked away without tipping the driver. In fact, they didn't even pay him. The driver reported it to police, who confirmed a house in Deal, New Jersey had been burgled and that it's TV and liquor we're missing. I'm Buzz Burbank. Have a great Veterans Weekend, and thank you for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll return in two weeks with another Buzz Burbank News and Comment. buzz, buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. buzz, 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 buzz. Oh! The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network.